Hey, Junkie Jet, how come Live just told me that you sold him your Thanksgiving tray too, man? You know I just bought that Thanksgiving tray two weeks ago, bro. You better hope I get my Thanksgiving tray, dog. I'm going to crack your skull open, bro. I don't care what day it is, man, Thanksgiving or not. Thanksgiving and prison. All right, good afternoon. This is State of Florida versus... Steven Testa with multiple cases before the court. Yo, what's poppin', man? It's your boy, Eada King, and this is The Incarceration, where I talk about prison, pre, post, and present, and how everything that I experienced throughout my incarceration has forever changed my life. This is The Incarceration. So forever convict family, we are on the mission to 5,000 subs and we are almost there. The goal was to get 5,000 subs for the new year and we're already almost there. We're at 4,000 right now. So listen, if you have not subscribed, please scroll down right now. Hit the subscribe button. Man, listen, if you've been incarcerated, you've been to the county jail, you've been to prison, state or federal, man, listen, share your stories, put it in the comments. If there's anything that I haven't spoke upon or anything you got questions about, man, put it in the comments so that way we can talk about it. So listen, Forever Convict family, even if you have subscribed, please do me a favor and send and share this video to somebody else. Have them subscribe as well. And we are on the journey to 5,000 subs. Cabo, 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 cabo. Thanksgiving Day, man. <laughs> it's so stupid. Nobody in prison would ever say gobble, 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 man. You can't say that. Because if they're talking about goblin, it's definitely like referring to something else. Anyways, listen, today we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving in prison. Listen, bro, holidays in prison are rough, including Thanksgiving. And it's obvious, I mean, because holidays are centered around what? Family. And in prison, man, a lot of people don't even have communication with their family. A lot of people are doing years and some people haven't seen their kids or their family and their loved one in years. Some people are blessed and have visitation, you know, weekly or monthly or every other month or once a year, something to look forward to, or some people can get on the phone whenever they want. But some people, man, they haven't seen their family in forever. So the holidays, whether it be Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, they can be tough times in prison. And, uh, you know, for the most part, everybody tries to, you know, put the front and put the mask on and act like, you know, it's not bothering them. But deep down, man, you know, everybody's hurting during the holidays. You know, it can be rough, man, you know, because you think about your family and, you know, what you're missing, you know, out here in society. So being in prison, you know, during the holidays is definitely depressing. And, um, Man, some people, you can see it on them. You know what I mean? They're just down. You know, every time, you know, the holidays roll around at the end of the year, man, some people, man, you can just see they get in the slump. You know, it's a hard, it's a hard time, you know, to be doing time, you know, during the seasonal holidays. But in all actuality, man, like it's kind of hard to even tell when it's the holidays in prison. And the reason why is because you're incarcerated. We're removed from society. And, you know, like out here in society, like, yo, there's Christmas lights everywhere. You see it like on the commercials. You see it in stores. Christmas trees go up. Um, there's just like, you know, Christmas holiday vibes, you know, everywhere. 
but definitely not in prison. You know, there's no lights, there's no trees. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some prisons, man, depends where you at and how um, caring or even how thoughtful the administration is. You know, they can maybe put up some like decorations, but man, it's going to be absolutely nothing. It might be like a little tiny fake Christmas tree and it's going to be like an administration <laughs> and it's not even going to be anywhere near the incarcerated population. Um, so you really can't tell in prison, like it's the holiday season. Unless, you know, you like you regularly watch the TV, you, you know, always are listening to the radio or you're like tapping in, obviously, on the phone with your family. And, you know, you just hear about people preparing for the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, things like that. Um, so unless, you know, you watch TV on the regular, you can see it in commercials. You can see it on like, you know, seasonal movies, whether it be the Grinch for Christmas or, you know, different Thanksgiving style movies and things like that. You can see it. On, through society, you know, through the TV. That's pretty much the only way that I was ever able to tell in prison, you know, besides being aware of what month it was, that it was a holiday season. I mean, the only really difference on the pound is sometimes like the prison, it depends what prison you're at. You know, some prisons they'll have like, you know, different type of Christmas plays or Thanksgiving um, events. But for the most part, man, it's probably just like a an extra basketball tournament. Or sometimes they'll do like a talent show in the chapel or things like that. Or, you know, some prisons, man, they have like drama teams and they'll have like spoken word poetry and different people doing plays or skits or Christmas plays and things like that. It all depends what prison you're at and how like active the inmate population is allowed to be when it comes to like the administration and just having the freedom to do those things because some prisons man there's like no room to do any of that they don't care and it's they lock you down all the time and there's pretty much no um events or special occasions but some prisons man they're super incentivized and they're all about like different events and talent shows and plays so it depends what prison you're at but for the most part in prison the only way you're going to be able to tell it's the holiday season is through the commercials on tv or maybe one little small you know christmas play in the chapel or some type of a special thanksgiving day event in the chapel so pretty much what i'm trying to get at man in prison Nobody cares it's Thanksgiving. For myself personally, all the years while I was incarcerated, I honestly tried my best to kind of just ignore, you know, the holidays. And of course, I had kids, you know, while I was in prison the whole time, you know, so I'd make sure that, you know, I send them Christmas cards and, you know, Christmas letters. And I try to make sure I call them for the holidays, you know, for Thanksgiving and things like that. Um, so I'm intentionally aware of it because of my children. But because of my kids, because of my children, it sucks I'm not there. You know, it broke my heart, man. And it's depressing. So I try my best to just ignore it. Just another day. And for the most part, man, that's how it is for most people, you know, who are incarcerated. You know, you kind of just, you know, take it on the chin, keep your head up and just keep pushing and really just kind of like try to block it out completely. But the number one thing that you're going to be able to tell it's Thanksgiving in prison is the food. And I mean this in two different ways. Number one, in every prison I'm sure of throughout the entire United States of America, during Thanksgiving, there is one Thanksgiving meal from that chow hall that's going to be 10 times better than any other tray throughout the entirety of the year. The holiday trays 
are always the best. So that's the only one good thing about the holidays in prison is everybody's looking forward to that holiday tray, to that Thanksgiving meal coming out that kitchen flap in the chow hall. All right, so I already know you're wondering, man, what's on this Thanksgiving tray? Man, listen, it's not, it's, not, it's not all that great, man. I mean, all prison food is trash. Once again, it depends what prison. That's that's a variable that you're always going to hear me say. It depends what state you're in, what prison you're at, whether you're in a, a state-ran institution or if you're in a private-ran you know, institution or if you're in federal prison. You know, all depends. But for the most part, man, like 99% of any place that you're incarcerated at, man, the food is absolutely terrible. But the holiday trays are normally a little better. So from all of my experience throughout being incarcerated in the state of Florida, the Thanksgiving tray always consisted of like two big pieces of like turkey meat. And I don't even think it was real deal turkey. I'm pretty sure like almost 90% of all meat that comes from food services like processed meat. The tray comes out the flap and, you know, first of all, it's full of food. You know, normally like state trays are known for barely having anything on it and it's hard to survive off three trays a day. There's just barely, you know, any food on there. They give you the state, you know, regulated, you know, amounts of whatever nutrients and whatever carbs and everything that you need and supposedly it's all approved from the state and, you know, make sure that it all aligns for the health of the incarcerated population. But man, there's barely anything. It sucks and it doesn't fill you up. But on Thanksgiving, though, the Thanksgiving trays are going to be slapped full and it's going to have like mashed potatoes. Um, there's going to be, you know, two or three big slice um, pieces of that processed turkey. There's going to be cornbread. Uh, there's going to be stuffing. There's going to be cranberry sauce. They're definitely going to have like a piece of pumpkin pie or some nice, you know, piece of chocolate pie or something like that. And then, you know, every institution is going to, you know, have its variables of what's on the tray, but the tray is going to be swinging. And everybody goes to the chow hall. And one thing about the Thanksgiving trays in prison, listen, everybody either buys them or they sell them. So a lot of guys on the pound, man, you know, who are drug addicts or don't have no money or, you know, really don't even care for the chow hall food, you know, at all, you know, they'll just sell their tray, you know, so trays can go anywhere from $2 or $3 to a bag of coffee, depending upon, you know, how good that tray is or how much somebody's willing to buy it. You know, so a lot of people, man, they'll sell their Thanksgiving or any of their holiday trays and a lot of people will buy them. You know what I mean? I bought several trays throughout all my years in prison. Uh, but for the most part, man, I'd rather spend my money off of food in the canteen, uh, than the chow hall food because no matter how good the chow hall food was, you know, I could always cook better food myself from the canteen. Uh, so a lot of people, man, they, you know, they sell their trays, man. And, uh, a lot of people buy them as well. But the other aspect about food on Thanksgiving in prison is not just the food in the chow hall. It's also the food in the dorm. And what I mean by that, man, is listen, that even though it's prison, you know, there's still camaraderie and there's brotherhood, you know, all throughout the chain gang. So on Thanksgiving Day, man, everybody's throwing down. Everybody's cooking a huge goulash, making big old stupid spreads and bricks. And man, this is super common to see that people right when they come back, you know, from normally it's at lunchtime that they'll serve the holiday tray. 
you know, because at dinner time they'll serve like a crappy tray and everybody will buck dinner. And for the most part, people at dinner time in the dorm or later on at night, you know, everybody will be cooking in the dorm. So the whole day you'll just see people cooking, man. You see some people be like brewing up, you know, all this different type of concoctions of goulashes and they have it sitting in the broth all day and people making these big old stupid foot cookies and everybody's making these big cakes and these big desserts and doing all these crazy exotic um recipes for thanksgiving and it's pretty dope to see man even in prison in a hostile environment when everybody's you know removed from society missing their families missing their home uh and it can be extremely chaotic violence uh just you know hostile living you know environment in prison it's dope to look around the dorm and see a whole bunch of people laughing hanging out and people cooking together eating meals together and you see a lot of camaraderie, you see a lot of brotherhood, and it's dope. But it's also kind of sad too because you see it like amongst the gangs, and you see it amongst like amongst the people who are homies and people who are friends. But then you also see like the outcasts as well. You know what I mean? People who really aren't that social, don't have friends, or people who don't have no money and they can't like throw into a goulash. They can't throw into like a Thanksgiving meal to cook with their homies. So they're kind of left, you know, by themselves. So that's kind of sad to see, you know, as well. But another huge dope part about Thanksgiving in prison is a lot of the brothers in Christ, you know, as far as through my experience, you know, Thanksgiving Day was a huge opportunity for ministry. And it's super common too, because a lot of people in the dorm, man, they'll cook huge dorm meals. Sometimes the gangs will do it or guys who are selling a lot of dopes and phones, you know, they'll just, you know, want to feed the dorm and they want to bless the dorm with all the money they got from whatever type of illegal activity they're doing. Or, you know, sometimes they'll just peep. People be doing out of the kindness of their heart. Uh, and like, like that's what I was mentioning as far as when it comes to ministry, we would use, you know, the holidays and especially Thanksgiving as a huge opportunity to minister to the dorm. A whole bunch of brothers in Christ in the dorm would just all pitch in, you know, get a whole bunch of soups, a whole bunch of chilies and Cheetos and, you know, cut up sausages and buy onions from the chow hall and, you know, pickles and people be getting the cheese squeeze and making all these different type of sauces and just making a huge goulash, you know, out of a garbage bag you know for the entire dorm and of course you know we got a you know equal amount you know to make sure we can have enough to spread throughout the dorm people use like you know coffee cups you know as like a measuring uh cup and everybody lines up you know so you know whenever it's dinner time and everybody comes back from dinner people who did go you know the food's already done cooking in a big trash bag and you know announced to the whole dorm hey listen man if y'all ain't have no thanksgiving um goulash man the whole dorm is welcome man to this thanksgiving goulash and right there man a huge opportunity man just to um to minister to the dorm and we did some crazy stuff man all throughout the years in prison man we've done it different ways you know sometimes we would just make a huge dorm announcement and just right there man just do a brief you know gospel presentation you know we could hit it off with a hook of you know maybe some rap or some poetry or you know a brief sermon or whatever it may be and then just let everybody know in the dorm man whoever's um hungry whoever wants you know a bowl of this goulash man come line up everybody lines up you know we pray for the meal and then it's just distributed throughout the dorm sometimes we ain't even do a 
gospel presentation or we didn't do no type of events or anything like that. There was no somebody rapping or nothing like that. We just, you know, pass out the food in the dorm, man. And it's just dope to see a whole bunch of people who didn't have nothing, you know, being able to come up and get, you know, a bowl of a goulash. You know, you just see the camaraderie in that, man. And once again, it was an amazing ministry opportunity uh, to share and to display the love of Christ and ultimately to minister the gospel, not only, you know, through words, through communicating and proclamation in the dorm, but by, you know, actually exemplifying it by meeting needs just through a small Thanksgiving day meal, you know, so that's dope too. But just like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, man, like the dude who was saying, hey, yo, Junkie Jit, man, man, listen, how come live was it telling me that you sold him your tray too? See, that happens all the time, man. You got a lot of these junkies and they'll sell their Thanksgiving tray, their holiday tray 10 times over again. So people who are friends, they'll be like, yeah, man, I bought Junkie Jit tray. I bought his tray. I bought his. He'll be like, hold on. You bought Junkie Jit's tray. I bought his tray last week. And they'll be like, what? And then they both approach Junkie Jit, you know, because he got caught selling that same tray that isn't out for a week now. You know, he done sold it 10 times and they're paying him in advance. So he's trying to, you know, lie and finesse and just get whatever canteen he can get, whatever money, whatever food he can get to go get some dope. You know, so that happens all the time. But just like I mentioned, he's like, yo, man, Junkie G, you better hope you get my tray. Because what he'll say and what the people who do that will say is in prison, you can get more than one tray by stealing, right? Because especially in the state of Florida, they give you an ID. You know, it's your DOC card and it's got a barcode on it. So when you go to the, when you go to the chow hall, they got the police there and they scan your ID and, you know, you get your tray. And the reason why they do that is because, you know, people always double back in line and they try to eat as much as they can. And then they run out of food in the food service and they got to cook more food. And not only does that make the security an issue on the pound because, you know, it's taking so long to feed, but also too, it's like costing the state money because they keep serving, they're over serving amount of food. So they put that car system in play to where they scan it to try to stop it. So the police are always watching, making sure people ain't jumping back in line, but there's still, you know, multiple ways people can figure out how to finesse the system and still double back in line or triple back or jump the wall or slide and, you know, crouch down and get back in line. But especially on holidays, like on Thanksgiving, man, the police are like surveillance in like Sherlock Holmes. You know, they got super cops out there then because they're trying to make sure they don't run out of food and they serve the whole compound. And it doesn't take, you know, hours upon hours upon hours to serve the compound because everybody keeps doubling back. That's the main reason why the police don't want people doubling back. They don't care about the state's money. You know, the prison does, administration does, but the police on the pound, the officers, they just want to get chow over with so they can go back to doing whatever they're doing. They don't want to be standing up all day, you know, surveillancing, you know, everybody eating because it's going to take hours upon hours. Um, so Junkie Jit, when he sells his trade 10 times, he's going to be like, yo, listen, I'm just going to keep doubling back, whatever, and be able to give everybody their trades. But 90% of the time, it's not going to happen, especially on a holiday, especially on Thanksgiving. He'll probably only get his trade. So what's going to happen? Just like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, man. Hey, listen, in prison, bro, there's no, there's no sympathy, man. On Thanksgiving, Junkie Jit got his skull. Cracked open behind a Thanksgiving tray. All right, man. So listen, this is your boy E.I. King, and this is the Incarceration Podcast, where I talk about prison, pre, post, and present. 
and how everything that I experienced throughout my incarceration has forever changed my life. This is the incarceration. So forever convict family, once again, just to remind you, I am a rapper. My artist name is EI the King. You can find me on all digital streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify. All the links are in the description below. I also have another YouTube channel. It's my official artist YouTube channel. It's EI the King. And I also have another podcast. It's on the EI the King channel. It's called Let Me Talk Bro. I talk more about my life and ministry and things like that. And I also have a Patreon where I will be releasing some exclusive, never before seen prison footage. It's under construction, but go ahead and type it into the description below. Check out my Patreon and we got a whole bunch of fire content coming at you. And once again, we are on the journey to 5,000 subs. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe now. Share this video with somebody who doesn't even know about the channel. Have them subscribe and just continue to blow this thing up, man. Forever Convict.